Kevin. You. What you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking. Actually, I'm just drinking some water right now because I, I just realized I left my cocktail in the other room. Well, why don't you go get that before we continue? Because then I'm the only one drinking. All right, we'll take a pause. Don't don't pause it. Just be. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm farting and farting and I can't stop farting. Farting. <laughs> it's impossible. Farting and farting. I just can't stop farting. Oh, it just keeps coming out my butt. Oh, I no, no. All right, give me that lead in again. Give me the lead in again. There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. I'll share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. Oh, what's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. Hey, and I'm Kevin. And uh, every now and then you like go through that weird drawer while you're trying to move and you're putting stuff in boxes. This is a callback to the previous episode. And you mm-hmm. find that one drawer that you just like, uh, some blessed memories. And you scrounge around and you find some wild shit. We, we want to take a deep dive and find out where it comes from and why it exists. So that's what we do here on the junk drawer. And so that's what you're going to get into. You're going to open up that catch-all and you're going you're gonna to go through your trinkets and your gym jams. And you're going to find <laughs> something in there and go, what the fuck is this? I love my gym jams. <laughs> I love my gym jams too. Shout out to our gym jams. Gym jams. <laughs> Freaky fast. So before we start going into that junk drawer and rummaging for a trinket or a doodad, Kevin, what you drinking? Who, me? Well, I'm drinking. Uh, it's a little bit of Bacardi Clear Rum, a splash of Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum, uh, some ice, and a strawberry watermelon sparkling ice fizzy water. This is in no way, shape, or form the same cocktail I was drinking last episode because obviously we do these in real time. And so it's, it's, it hasn't been that long. So this is a totally different cocktail than I was drinking last episode. The fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. My mic, my, your mic wasn't on. What did you say? From which part? Oh my God, I'm kidding. How drunk are you? <laughs> Jesus. I'm not drunk. Yeah. You maybe you should stop drinking those uh, holiday cocktails that you're drinking there. You're not no on way, a fucking dude. cruise ship, bud. No I'm I'm always on a cruise ship. I as 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 one Mr. James Buffett has said, I'm in a tropical state of mind. Don't ever call him James. He doesn't deserve a James. No, he goes by Bubba. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Well, I'm at work, so I'm drinking whiskey in a glass. <laughs> so I'm drinking some Larceny whiskey, but I'm also having a Heineken because... You say a Heineken? I'm drinking a Heineken along... Well, well, I'm doing a Chicago handshake, where you do a little bit of whiskey, then you do a little bit of beer. I do a little bit of whiskey, then I do a little bit of Malort. And then I drink... Uh, I like to chase my whiskey with gin. Mm. Um, no, I'm drinking a Heineken alongside this because this is James Bond's drink. A lot of people think that James Bond was the martini, shaken, not stirred. But he's a Heineken man. It sounds like you're. It sounds like you're saying Heineken. Heineken. But it sounds like it sounds like you're saying Heineken. Uh, it's probably just because I'm it's... high again. <laughs> I have a problem. <sighs> Kevin, I'm drinking this Heineken for a very good reason. Why is that? 
Because, as previously stated, it was fucking James Bond's drink. Did you not hear that part? I feel like we went oh, off the rails oh, for a sorry, bit. Oh, sorry. I thought I didn't realize that's But why, Kevin, would I be talking about James Bond and drinking like James Bond? Because you have an Aston Martin? First of all, I appreciate you thinking I could afford an Aston Martin. Oh, no, I don't think you could afford one. I figured you stole it. <laughs> no, it has something to do with what I'm going to pull out of this junk drawer. <gasps> Oh, I'm excited. Here's the thing, peoples. Every episode, one of us knows what's in the junk drawer, mm-hmm. did our research, and is ready to teach. Mm-hmm. And the other one doesn't know shit. In this episode, Kevin doesn't know shit. He doesn't know what I'm about to pull out of this drawer. In truth, any episode, I don't know shit. But I'm giving him a clue, because I feel like I... I feel like feeling frisky on this episode. James Bond... Um out of the junk drawer, mm-hmm. explosive ballpoint pen. <laughs> Intern Craig! It's Craig, right? Yeah, Craig. Craig. Okay, Craig, what's in the drawer? What the hell is it? Yep. <laughs> Got it! Oh, Kevin, what intern Craig has pulled out of the drawer for you tonight? What is it? It's something very secret. Something, something very hard to see unless you're actually looking for it. Because it might not be there. Because it's disappearing ink. What? We're going to talk about invisible ink, disappearing ink, however you want to call it. Because there's a million different ways people call it. Disappearing ink. You find it in your junk drawer. You find it in your memory box. Mm -hmm. uh, You find it in that weird briefcase with all your old magic tricks. (laughs) You have a wait. Wait, you have a briefcase of magic tricks? I said that thinking that you probably did too. No, I had like two magic tricks. Why would you have a briefcase? Why not like a magic case or a bag or a trunk, a steamer trunk? My dad gave me his old briefcase and I was into magic shit when I was a kid. Does that surprise you at all? No, not surprised at all. It's just the first time I've ever heard of a magic briefcase. Oh yeah, no, it's not a magic briefcase. The briefcase is pretty, you know, it's mortal. It's not, you know, it's not enchanted in any way. Good, good, good. But the good. stuff within it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Brims with the power of the gods. Anywho, what what I learned from this deep dive into disappearing ink is that it's not a toy. It's not a toy. Handle responsibly. <laughs> this thing was responsible for major world events because we've been using it since back in the day. You mean like as something or just as a gag? Because I only knew it as a gag. No, not as a gag. For spy shit. We've been doing spy shit with invisible ink since back in ancient Rome. So what you're talking about now is not just the joke stuff that came with a squirty pen. No. You're now getting into like the real origin of actual... Because, Kevin, if all I did was just invisible ink, I'd be like, okay, it's basically cornstarch, this thing, that thing, and you can make it at home and lemon juice. Because really? that's all it is. It's all huh. it's all science, chemistry. But the reason we have it is more interesting than the thing itself. Now I'm fucking intrigued as shit. A do tell. It's been around since ancient Rome. Pliny the Elder wrote about this. Do you know who Pliny the Elder is? Do they make good in Plinys? Yes, back in ancient Rome, he was just like, I have all of these mildly licorice-flavored gummies. Well, I have plenty, and they're very good. And they're very, but let's make them different colors so people think there's more of them, or that they taste different, but it's all basically garbage. Yes, Pliny the Elder created good and Plinys. 
Uh, he is the, they are, I'm assuming, we don't really know, uh, were the, the, the one that wrote Natural History. It's one of the first history books that we have. Mm-hmm. So we're talking the first, the first, mm, I don't want to say the first guy, but let's just say the one with the most advertising power for the first okay. time sat down and was just like, this is what happened. And everyone <laughs> went, okay. Cool. Go, go ahead. So he wrote about this. He used to use something called the... Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. Oh, it's going to be fun, though. Tit... Malice. <laughs> Tithy Malice. Tit... Tit Malice? Tit Mallard. Tithimalice? Tit Mallard? Why didn't I look... Wait, I want to look up how to say this. Is it a boob duck? <laughs> he actually used the uh, the boob duck, which is why it's extinct. Tithimalice. So he used to use the juice of the Tithamalis plant, uh, and it looked like milk, and it was super gross, and I didn't want to send you any pictures because milk. (laughs) And he used to use it to write secret messages. Uh, He published uh, 10 books in AD 77, uh, and then he died at the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, as Plato Elder. How would you... Read it. If it, how did that work? This this stuff from this plant. Well, it, we're gonna get to that. Don't worry. There's gonna be a lot of chemistry. If there's any way we can get a sound effect that's just like chemistry warning, because you're gonna want to write this shit down. There's a lot. Burp, burp, burp. Chemistry warning. Chemistry warning. Burp, burp. Man, we that was fast. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, get ready because it's, it's gonna be a lot of me going sodium dichromalsimoff. And you're gonna be going what? And I'm gonna go. I know. Don't don't worry about it. Chemists right. out there, you're doing you're doing the work. God, you're doing the work. Goddamn chemist. So, Pliny the Elder dies at Vesuvius. Definitely wrote about using the milk of this plant to write in invisible ink. Okay. Um, most of his books were published. Uh, he did not get to revise the remainder of his books because he died in a volcanic eruption. What? Can you tell me, Kevin, who picked up? The torch from Plenty the Elder. Oh, Plenty the Elder. Um, not much the youngin. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> it's his nephew, Plenty the Younger. <laughs> and you'd think someone in the room would be like, guys. Guys, come, come on. on. How about come John? On. Anything. You can pick your own name, apparently. Plenty the Younger. So Plenty the Younger picks it up and takes it out, but still... That exists. All right. I'm Giovanni into it. Battista della Porta, an Italian mm. polymath. Do you know what a polymath is? No. Is that multiple maths? It's so many maths. It's uh, somebody who's a jack of all trades. Ma- somebody who's like, really good at a bunch of stuff. Renaissance man, we used to call them back in the DeVito days. Right. Swiss Army artist. So Giovanni Battista della Porta created uh, an invisible ink that consisted of an ounce of alum, which was a paper-making material, mm-hmm. and a pint of vinegar. So that's the recipe mm. we have outside of fucking plenty of the thousand-year-old juice in a plant like a fucking freak. <laughs> we've got Giovanni Battista della Porta using the stuff he had around him, paper-making material, which is kind of like a salt, and then a little bit of vinegar. And he would paint the shell of a hard-boiled egg. It would seep through and transfer the message into the egg's albumen. Uh-huh. And the writing could only be seen once the egg was peeled. So that was a invisible ink that this guy used to use so, to send messages. Hold on. So they would hard-boil an egg. 
right on it with the stuff. It would seep through. And then when you peel the egg... You would read it on the But other you side. wouldn't see it on the shell itself. No, you wouldn't see it on the shell itself. Oh, that's fucking killer. What a fucking killer way to send a note. And you get a snack. And you can still do this... If you use oatmeal or potato starch, you just like make some oatmeal, wring it out, strain the juice, uh-huh. use that to write on the outside of an egg, and then use iodine to reveal it. So you can still you can still do this. Here's the thing, Kevin, we've been writing invisible messages forever. Okay. It's been it's been in our fucking DNA. Because people are shady motherfuckers, and they're like, I gotta write secret <laughs> messages. I got secrets. <laughs> Yes. Yes, Kevin. What I'm saying, it's all around us. The world is shrouded in secrecy. Mary, Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. uh, used to keep in touch with the Catholic Church using a secret invisible ink that she would pass back and forth. Gross. During the Revolutionary War, the British and the Americans used invisible ink. Major John Andre, the chief British intelligence officer, used to put correspondence uh, clues in the sides of his letters to let people know what kind of invisible ink he was using. If he had an F, that you had to use fire to reveal it. If he had A, you had to put acid on it to reveal it. So that you would get these letters, and in the corner it'd be like F or A, and that was whatever science experiment you had to do to reveal the secret shit. Now you gotta wonder after a while, if you're getting intercepted, someone's gonna go, hey, do you guys notice the F and the A? What you figure that is? Shut up, Steve, and just get back to polishing shoes. Yeah, you're right, here I was thinking again. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, don't you dare. There's so many different types of invisible ink for messages. Um, Two early kinds, like the base kinds, are organic fluids and sympathetic inks, which I know sounds like an 80s prog band and absolutely (laughs) should have been. But it's basically what the two, they kind of form out from there. There's like several subfamilies, but like right now we got two different kinds. So um, uh, let's see, where to begin? Where to begin, Kevin? Where to begin? Let's go with the organics. So imagine you just pulled open your drawer, you found your little, you know, bottle of invisible ink that you got at Uncle Fun's, Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Uncle Fun's. R.I.P. Uncle Fun's. And then you opened it up, and inside was like a little like Swedish man who was just like, hello, my friend. I see you finally found me. And you were like, oh, my God. Worst oh my Swedish God. accent I've ever heard. Well, I'm not going to do a Swedish accent. Well, That's crazy. I'm it's also Russian. I'm Italian. I have no business doing that. That's, that would be insane. But like, imagine he's looking at you. He's one of the Skarsgårds. They're not Swedish. Or they are Swedish. Are they Swedish? They have to be. They're Skarsgårds. And this is the point when Josh Googles something. And we say we're going to cut it out, but we're not going to cut it out. Here's the thing. It's important. Yeah. No, they're Swedish. Okay. So this is very much a Skarsgård. Here's the thing. I don't mean to be offensive, and I really hope I'm not being, but like they're too beautiful. They defy, you know, regions. So I get confused. Oh, the Skarsgårds? Yeah. They were made in a lab. Yeah, they absolutely were. And so you found one in your junk drawer, and he's just staring at you. He's like, oh, there's so many different techniques for making invisible inks. And you're like, holy shit, I was just going to write a goofy message. And he's just like... No, my lad. You're actually playing with centuries of espionage. You're terrible at Sweden. I don't want to do a Swedish accent. I want to bring the, I want to bring the emotion to it. The seriousness of a Skarsgård. The Skarsgårdianness of it. So, yeah, that's serious. You're just like, oh, I thought this was like a goofy toy. And he's like, no, this has been used for centuries. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that old. 
I thought really genuinely was just a gag gift, like you see on Roger Rabbit, you know. The bugging. Yeah, as soon as as soon as you hear the words disappear, or as soon as I hear the words disappearing ink, the first thing I think of is Marvin Acme in the Ink and Pain Club with Eddie Valiant squirting him on the the shirt, his new shirt or his thousand year, I don't know, and laughing his ass off while Bob Hoskins almost murders him, and he's like, "It's disappearing ink," and it goes away. Roger's like, "It's Acme." Disappearing, reappearing, reappearing ink. ink, which is what disappearing ink was for. It was created to reappear. So now you said a second ago, like to pull it up with acid. Did people just have acid laying around they could pour in their letters to see if it worked? Well, yeah, don't you? No. no. It's okay. How you been living? Large. Because <laughs> I like to party. Because <laughs> I like to party, and I don't like my parties to involve acid. Was there a specific... Because, see, I hear acid. I'm like, you shouldn't put acid on that because it's like alien blood will leak through to all floors of the compound. Well, we all know that the alien blood that we did get from the alien that we found back in the 60s is buried deep. So there's no way they would have had this during the Revolutionary War. Gotcha. Go on. Joe Rogan podcast. So Gross. Gross. Get out. Get out. Ah, be gone, Damon. Uh, so no, acids are in a lot of different things. Lemon oh. is an acid. So let's let's go with the ba- let's go with the basics. Organic, invisible ink. Gotcha. That's stuff that exists in nature. Super easy fucking shit to find. Lemon juice, vinegar, milk, sweat, spit, onion juice, whatever, and pee. <laughs> I just pictured you reading a letter and it's going. <laughs> Kinda, kinda, and just be like, "There, now I can read the letter." And but I'm dehydrated. The thing that really pissed me off was onion juice, because it was like juice. somebody juiced an onion, and they need to stop. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you could pee on shit, and that would be a secret note. Just FYI. Gross. And a lot of those organic invisible inks are developed through heat, like fire, irons, or light bulbs. Okay. Uh, and then some can be seen when placed under an ultraviolet light. Yeah. Oh. Don't think they didn't use jizz. Uh, they alter fibers of paper so that the secret writing has a lower burn temperature and it turns brown faster than the surrounding paper when exposed to heat. Oh, so wow. that's how a lot of the burning stuff works is that it burns faster. Oh, I was always curious about that. Fucking science. Uh, oh, no, this is all science. This is only part one. Oh, well, then I can't believe this show at all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, the best known method was to write a message on a sheet of paper using an acidic substance like lemon juice. The acid weakens the fiber of the paper, so the, writer dar- the writing darkens when exposed to heat. Second technique develops the ink via chemical reaction. That is the sympathetic inks, okay? For that, you want to use like other chemicals to reveal chemicals, and that is when it gets uh, technical. Okay. Um, it, so they contain one or more chemicals and require the application of a specific reagent to be developed, like another chemical or a mixture of chemicals. Now, George Washington uh-huh. got into this shit. Really? So now we're in the Revolutionary War. Everybody's sending secret messages with lemon juice on the back of notes. They're just like, ball sack, and oh, these guys suck. <laughs> but George Washington's like, there's got to be a way we can use this that they can't figure <sighs> out, the British can't figure out. Like, because right now it's super easy. You either burn it or you put acid on it. Yeah. Or you dip it in like painting uh, or like developing solution. So he wanted to use uh, invisible ink because, you know, he was a baller and a shot caller. Uh, but during the Revolutionary War, he wanted to be able to pass messages like uh, spy messages back and forth between the fronts because he had a ring of spies hanging out in New York because at the time the British had taken over New York City. 
And that is where the Culper spiring comes from. Ooh. And that is Abraham Woodall and Robert Townsend, not father of Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend, uh, not that old. Well, uh, but they both went by Samuel Culper, Samuel Culper Sr., Samuel Culper Jr. But their real names were Abraham Woodall and Robert Townsend. The name comes from the Culpeper River in Virginia. Oh, no, it comes from the Culpeper region. In, uh, is it Culpeper Town or is it Culpeper region? Is it Culp- it's, it's Culpeper County. Culpeper County. Right, so, yeah, that sounds okay. right. So it's named after Culpeper County in Virginia because fucking George Washington. And so they went by the Culper Spiring. So that's what he used to call these guys, right? Okay. But George Washington wanted to use like a more sinister, like a more sinister method of secret, of secret like uh, messages. Okay. So he got this guy, Sir James J, Jimmy uh, J to his friends. J J J. He was a physician, but he was also like a chemistry hobbyist. Mm-hmm. To come up with uh, a system of using tannic acid and sulfate. And so basically what you would do is you would have to have the chemical with you in order to reveal the message. Oh, so you okay. couldn't just like set it on fire right. or any of that kind of jazz, any of that half-assed child's play shit. Bullshit. That's bullshit basic stuff. Fucking amateur hour nonsense basic shit. So if you're sending a message this way to that person, they ha- they are going to have that chemical yeah, on they, them they're gonna in order to do this. Yeah, how to do that. But average Joe wouldn't be like, I'm going to put some shit on this and see what happens. No, I know this is a secret message. <laughs> Look at the intentions. So the Culper Spiring used uh, invisible ink to pass messages back and forth while the British were occupying New York City. And we all saw how that turned out. Uh, also, just fun little sidebar for those of you who love Hamilton. Hercules Mulligan definitely worked with the Culper Spiring. Uh, and, but he was a loner. He didn't like to work with a group. But he absolutely did work with those guys. Hamilton, Hamilton. In the middle of that Hamilton moment, where it's just like, Hamilton history, standing on desks, open and scrolls, telling you shit. You're not writing it down, but you can listen later. This shit really happened. Hamilton. Is that how it goes? That's, I mean, spoiler alert, guys. Sorry. We should probably say we we are not represented by the Lin-Manuel Miranda estate. Speak for yourself. (laughs) The most infamous story of invisible ink. Ooh, okay. Has to be England's lemon juice spies of World War One. Bum bum bum. So this German emigre, Karl Mueller. Mueller, Mueller. Uh, yes, I'm Karl Mueller. How, uh, how can I help you? Uh, it's a joke that doesn't translate <laughs> into your century or your country. Uh, recruited English baker John Han. What? Han. Han or Han? I can't Han. really tell. I'm going to go with Han because it's Han. a yeah, bit yeah. deeper. Mm, sounds cool. So, Carl Mueller, John Han. Oh, that's way better. John Han. John Han. Together, they reported British troop movements to the Germans using lemon juice. Okay. However, between the easily detectable ink and the fact that Han signed a secret letter with his real name... <laughs> <laughs> the British postal censorship soon figured them out, and Scotland Yard staged a raid on Han's home, finding a lemon poked full of holes by a pen. Oh my God! This guy is the biggest fucking idiot ever. So then, the, the worst police, spy. Don't worry, ever. Mueller's involved. It's not just they're both fucking bad at God. all of this. God damn. Uh, then the police go for Mueller, who had it's it's either Mueller or Mueller, and I apologize if if it's Mueller. I'm sure he's not listening. 
No, no, he's. I doubt he or his in, family. He's in is jail. Listening. He's in jail since World War One. Yeah, long time. So they go for Muller Mueller, and he had pieces of lemon in a drawer and an entire lemon in his coat pocket. Motherfuckers just rolled around with lemons in case I got to write a note. <laughs> oh, I have no lemons. Do you know these, thud? Oh. I was just trying to make a bisque. I drink a lot of iced tea. <laughs> I was making a scampi. <laughs> so those lemons, along with the pen nibs degraded by citric acid and clogged with lemon bits, mm. uh, were used as evidence in court, which I think is amazing. Because he's like, Your Honor, there's no way we would spend, no, precious lemon juice sending messages. That's crazy. And the guy's just like, lemon. Lemon. Fuck! I feel like his defense was, come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, and the, the lemon that they found in his jacket exists in the British National Archives. However, it is blackened beyond recognition. Oh, I'm sure by this point, I'd hope so. Han gets seven years in prison. Muller is convicted and executed alongside <gasps> three other German spies who also used lemon juice ink. Oh, so if you're starting out as a spy out there, just fucking stay away from the lemon juice. Apparently, it's pretty fucking easy. Either that or throw your fucking lemons away. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, become a spy. Become a spy. Get into espionage. Make <laughs> Turn tricks in espionage. <laughs> so you're like a spy hooker? Well, yeah. I mean, most spies are just like, well, who is going to pay me the most money to spy on these other people? Um, one major advancement in... Invisible ink took the form of a new method of writing. Oh, wow. So that's called wet writing. So that you wrote directly with the ink on the thing, right? And uh, and then you would reveal it, right? But um, that had significant drawbacks because the agent had to steam paper to prepare it. You had to let it dry, write your message, re-steam the paper to remove the indentations and then you have to let it dry again and then write a, you know, a cover-up message over top of that, right? And after all that, you could still find traces of writing on the other side if you flipped it over. So that's mm -hmm. the problem with wet writing. So the big advancement comes from uh, the Soviet Union and the East German Stasi! Oh, man. Those so they guys developed really an alternative during the 1950s, the dry transfer. Now, see if you can wrap your fucking brain noodle around this one. Ooh, I can't wait. Give it to me. Come on, Zags. Lay it on this me. This shit's wild and weird. <laughs> wild and wonderful. Instead of directly putting the ink on paper, a chemically impregnated sheet of paper was placed between two sheets of ordinary writing paper. The secret message is written on the top sheet and then transferred through the chemicals in the middle sheet to the bottom sheet. The top sheet is destroyed, often made of a water-soluble material that could be flushed or dissolved in a cup of water, and then the bottom sheet had an undetectable message on it. The chemical sheets could be reused as many times as they could be before they were discarded. The dry method was utilized by American POWs during the Vietnam War to sneak secret information into their letters home. So that worked. Think about how crazy wild that really is. Is that like so here's carbon how this paper? Works. Like carbon copy paper? Kinda, except that the carbon copy message that you get on the bottom sheet is invisible. Wow, that's cool. Right? 
And so, and what do you use to 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 show that message? I would assume this is a sympathetic method. Okay. Which means they have some specific chemical that they can use. Okay. To reveal that, um, maybe ultraviolet lights, but that seems to me like that would be too easy to decipher. So basically, you just write the letter you want on one piece of paper, and it transfers to the other, and it's invisible, and then somebody pours some shit on it, and then they can see it. God damn, that's great. So you're like, why did somebody mail a blank piece of paper? And it's not. No, it wouldn't be a blank piece of paper. It would be something like it would be like a letter or like uh, something that looked nondescript, mm. like um, a shopping list or something like that. Because they would. We need more milk, and that. also we need to save these people. <laughs> Artichokes, radishes, overthrow the proletariat. <laughs> meeting at seven. Proximity fuses. <laughs> Willy Willy. So. Good Willy Willy callback. Honestly, Willy Willy's around at this point, running oh, around yeah. saving American lives. Goddamn American lives. While everybody else is being a shady fuck, writing letters back and forth with the juice of berries mm. that didn't do fuck all to you. Nope. Berries and fruits. Nope. Delicious, sweet, tart, and tangy. Love And em. also pissing on letters. <laughs> so. <laughs> Gross. Here, read this. Ew. <laughs> Gary, is there piss on this? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> the development of numerous plastic products during the 60s gave agents a new way to write their messages. The CIA would embed chemicals in common products like credit cards, pen caps, eyeglass frames, key fobs, and even the plastic toothpick in a Swiss army knife. What? The agent then simply had to rub the plastic object on paper to transfer the invisible ink. So they would write with those things. So like you would have like a a a, pla- a toothpick in your like Swiss Army pack, knife, right? Yeah, yeah, and that would have chemical on it because oh. it was so it was so fibrous, and because of you know plastics, we were able to like really like finely tune microscopic levels of cam of chemicals, uh-huh. so that we could do like all right. So on the tip of this toothpick is chemicals. So you can write your message on this thing. Oh, that's and smart. Then, and then we would send it along, and then you could do like a microscopic Man. reveal. Of that stuff. Fucking spies, man. So when you open up your junk drawer and you find some invisible ink in your friend's place, you should be a little wary of them. Be worried about that shit. Because know that the Soviet Union and the KGB actually said that they used store-bought invisible ink to send messages during the Cold War. Oh, God damn it. And they still do it to this day. And people still... Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? If nobody's fucking learning any different. Yeah. God damn of course, communist. it's the ultimate way. It's the ultimate way. Now, Kevin, uh, would you like to know how to do that? How, how to do what? Become a spy? Well, I mean, that's a lot of training, and I'm probably, well, yeah. I mean, that's probably sure. I, I, you shouldn't take my advice. I don't have a lot of flexibility, so. I just meant you want to learn how to make some disappearing ink right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, everybody get a pen and paper. Write it down. There we go. Write it down, everybody. <laughs> Like this is like Beekman's world, except my uh, like little interstitials aren't like super funny. Like his are just like pants on the alert. And I'm just like write it down. Write it down. Uh, fourth a cup of baking soda. Fourth a cup of water. Grape juice. Paper. Cotton swab, toothpick, or paintbrush. Whatever you want. So you take a fourth a cup of baking soda and a fourth a cup of water. You mix that together. Dip your cotton swab, toothpick, or paintbrush into the mixture. Write a message on a piece of paper, allow it to dry, dip a cotton swab into grape juice, and paint it over that message, and it will reveal it. That oh. is as easy as it gets. Basic. I like that. And I'm assuming like regular like dark grape juice, not purple grape juice. Yeah. And that's how it used to be back in the day. Like That's how they would send messages back and forth. 
because they were fucking wily as fuck. I'm going to send you some invisible and some invisible letters. You you send me all the Invisalign you want. I want to work on my my smiles. My smile. What you do want to do though, Kevin, is read a book called Prisoners, Lovers and Spies by Christy McCrackus cuz it is the definitive work. I saw you smirk. Christy McCracken? I mean, Christy McCrackus is looking at you going, "You can laugh all you want, but I will, Christy McCrackus." I know everything about spies. You absolutely want to read my book. If your name is even Christy McCrackus. Maybe it isn't. Maybe those. Maybe burn that book and then yeah. there's going to be a whole bunch of secret messages. <laughs> Don't go burning books, you fucking lunatics. Yeah, let's burn them all. Come on. So, so yeah. So here's the thing about Invisible Ink that I thought was the most intense was like, there's no story to this. This has been something we've been doing since we've been doing things. Right. We know how to make secret messages. We love making secret messages. It's funny how far it goes back to. I mean, because I mean, of course, the Roman Empire was just amazing on everything that they did as far as the technology and the advancements and things like that. But they were at a point already where they were like, "We have to send secret messages because people are plotting and doing stuff." And like that, that's that's why you send secret messages. Like nobody's right. just like, "Here's a secret grocery list." Not no. even that. Like like how do we tell the other, how do we tell our people that the enemy is attacking without the enemy knowing that. We're telling them that in written form. And so, like, they were able to take juice plants, plants with juice, and use them to paint messages and knew that if you just got them hotter, the plant juice would come through. So, like, it's just been part of our evolution since the beginning. I feel like what's what's fascinating about this, like, what what actually, like, like, drew me in to the Invisible Ink story was that when you Google the history of invisible ink you don't get like a welcome to uncle nazis you know w- welcome to welcome to father ballsacks goobles and fart joke emporium and it's just like a bunch of old dudes just screaming about how back in the old days this guy used to fart into a fucking beer can and like close it and then here you go what's a hand buzzer on the nuts <laughs> exactly you just like ah it's not it doesn't take you there Instead, you go full on into like spy intrigue, espionage, and like uh, the history of hidden codes and shit like that. Which is awesome. Because we've just been doing it. That's just like how we do. That's how we do as a society. We love hiding things in plain Speaking sight. Speaking of how we do. How we do. It seems like it's time for us to do something we do. What's that? A lot. Poop. And that's a. Pop quiz. Ah! I haven't been listening at all. No, no, because it, it's, it's you know, it's like History Channel shit. Like, this particular episode, I feel like, is one of those, like, oh, it's late at night, and you're watching PBS, and this thing comes on, and you're just, like, sitting there going, huh, huh. I didn't know that. Oh, look at that. I got to go to bed. It's, like, 2 a.m. All right, number one, Kevin Alves. Who was, we think, the first person to write about invisible ink? Oh, Pliny the Elder. Correct! Yeah! All right! He's also the first person we think wrote about it. Yeah, all right. Number two. Carl Muller and John Hahn were known as what kind of spies during World War I? Was it... Was it Culpepper spies? Oh, no cold. cucumber cumberbatch spies no. cucumber spies they were the lemon juice spies oh you're thinking of the cold pepper spy uh. 
both. Yes, I was. <laughs> both using invisible ink. Uh, this is bullshit. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's perfect. That's the Culper Spies, not Culpepper. Culper. It, it's Culper. That's right. Culper. Culper. Number three. All right, here we go. Name three natural things oh, that you. can be used as invisible ink. Okay, three natural things that can be used as invisible ink. Uh, lemon juice? Right. Um, spit? <laughs> Why are you so quiet? Because I don't... I remember you said a bunch of things, and I think this might be what we're talking about, but spit? Okay, so yes, yes. Spit, lemon juice, and spit. And, um... Oh, shit. Lemon juice. There was spit. <clears throat> Oh, I can't think of the third one. I can't think of a third one. Come on. Uh, I said it like six times. Grape juice. <laughs> no. Oh. Grape juice can be used to reveal it. Oh. Pee. Pee. That's pee. right. Oh. We were talking about pee. Pee. <laughs> How did I forget so about it is. piss? Just know that when you open up your junk drawer and you find a bottle of invisible ink, it's probably pee. It's probably <laughs> It's probably filled with my urine. And your nation thanks you. So yeah, that's that's the history of invisible ink. It's that's actually awesome. a spy it's it's actually an actual spy technique that's been around since before any anyone knew what anything was and has always been with us since the beginning. And I kind of thought that I'd heard about that at one point. I guess I just didn't realize how far it went back cuz I mean, oh, that's yeah. it's a long long time that that well, what's interesting been going about on. it too is that you can't I mean, you can find certain, you know, um, you know, uh, novelty stores that would manufacture their own or that kind of stuff like but there's no definitive moment that it was like this is when mm. invisible ink became Right the thing that we we mess around with it's just kind of always been there and is always there which i think is incredible because it was 2011 i found this report about um russians using joke store invisible ink to just send messages back and forth because we do it all the time it's the ultimate fucking (laughs) rickroll like you know someone's gonna do it (laughs) and then when it happens you kind of have to be like i tip my hat to that that was pretty good that's pretty good but before we call it a day, yeah, Kev Monster. What time is it? What's, what are we doing? It's time for some Mr. Thank Yous. I love Mr. Thank Yous. Who are we Mr. Thank You in today? Well, first off, we have to thank Big Talk Podcasts. That's the big Mr. Thank Yay. You. Yay! Hey, that's right. They are the best podcast channel in the world. The people who run that place are amazing. Yeah, Cracker Jack fucking heroes. Uh, we need to thank Mr. Thank, a sponsor. So if you are somebody who wants to sponsor this, please get yeah, at yeah. us, and we'll give you a Mr. Thank you, Mr. Thank which you. is the best of all thank yous. And we'll also give you advertisement, but for, you know, exchange for <laughs> money. For exchange for money. Um, I don't have a lot of Mr. Thank yous. This was one I, I went down this road on my own, just did a, a, a deep dive into the history, so I want a Mr. Thank you myself. Yeah, nice giving work. Giving myself the time and space to Who we always have to do Mr. Thank you, though. Who are we always going to Mr. Thank you? Mr. Is it farts? No, it's Mr. Jason Moody for our kick-ass Jason theme song. Jason Moody! And our uh, pop quiz stinger. That dude, Jason Moody, if you're listening, which you better be, you're amazing. And thank you. Mr. Agreed. You. Do you have anybody to Mr. Thank You? I'd like to Mr. Thank You uh, myself for uh, doing this with you again, because yep. I think so far it's going well. Uh, I think I'm enjoying I'd like our time. to uh, Mr. Thank you, my uh, lovely wife, for her patience with me while I sit in the other room and get drunk and do this with you. 
also like to Mr. Thank You Kim for that experience. We're going to have her on an episode just to come sit and get drunk with us. Yeah. Oh, no. She needs to be on here. Just to be like, guys, what the fuck are you even talking about? And we're like, we don't know. We're just repeating what we learned. Is this what you're doing? Really? This is what you're doing with your time? <laughs> maybe it is and maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm going to drink my Heineken and disappear into the shadows. Heineken. Remember that you may have saw me, but tell no one that you did. Is what I would write on the back of the card I would leave as a spy. And then I would promptly get fired for, for doing that. You're the worst fucking spy ever. I'm horrible at it. Kevin and Josh will reveal a lot about all of the stuff that you forgot. Some of it may come as quite a shock, it's just lying in your junk drawer. Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.